The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Brendan Ogle, the social commentator, trade unionist and activist, is on the soapbox uh, today uh, to talk, Brendan, I understand, about, you know, local communities and people in local communities who are fighting the good fight. Uh, and you want to maybe go back in time first, is it, uh, to the financial crash of 2008 when <coughs> some seeds were sown? I'm spending an awful lot of time, as I suppose is the purpose of the soapbox discussion, Kieran, uh, reflecting on, on, on what's actually going on. Uh, in our communities at the moment in relation to what we're, we're, what we're told anyway is the rise of the, the far right and, and objectively or so, it looks like that, you know. Um, and, and I've been thinking about what, what, where this comes from and, and I looked at some statistics. I went to a meeting of Dublin Communities Against Racism over the weekend and there were some very interesting statistics. Uh, the financial crash in 2008, which people just stopped, got fed up talking about, it may come as a surprise, came as a surprise to me to learn. 50.4% of global GDP was spent on the bailout that came from the financial crash. 50.4%. That's more GDP than was spent in World War II. Um, so I think if we're looking for a reason why communities in this country and in many countries, working class people, if I can use that old hackneyed term, are are feeling you know put upon? I think that's really really deceived, because that money <clears throat> will be paid back to 2054, 2055, and that money is eating away. It's it's eating away at, at good jobs, at labour share, at wage share, at the ability to own a house, at rents, at good pensions, and our, at our social services. Um, what really happened there? was that there was, a, there was a failure of the economic markets, or, or to put, give it an economic term, a failure of capitalism, mm. and the ordinary people, to a, to a massive extent, bailed it out. And people feel that. Ordinary people all over this country and all over many countries feel that in their living situation and in the living situations of their children and of futures, mm. and of people not being able to get on the property ladder and, and all the things I've just listed. They feel it. They mightn't have an economic analysis. They mightn't have an historical analysis, but they feel it. And there's a lot of a pain. There's a lot of anger. Uh, and it's, it's not just Ireland. It's all over the world. We've yeah. seen the far right rising. We've, we've, got, we've got a far right government in, in, in Sweden, in Italy, in the Netherlands. Uh, Trump looks on course yeah. uh, for re-election. Um, we've got that mad fascist in Moscow. God knows what he'll do if Trump gets into to Washington. So it's a really, really worrying time. But to keep it local, we've got all these decent people in Ireland who, who are, are being, I'm buying into uh, a narrative that, it, that, that what they're feeling isn't because capitalism got bailed out. What they're feeling is because of Ukrainian refugees yeah. or because of the immigration crisis or because of gender wars. In fact, the far right will talk about anything mm. about except what's actually causing this. And what's actually causing this is working class people are paying with their futures and their presence for bailing out capitalism in 2008. Mm. And there's a lot of anger and there's a lot of cuts in services and people feel it locally. And instead of that finding a, a logical, common sense, even a political voice, because it hasn't, um... It's finding an angry voice, a kick-down yeah. voice, a lash-out voice. 
and people who are very ordinary, very nice, very decent people yeah. are then being dragged into these to, to culture wars. Let's 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 bash the blacks. Let's bash the gays. Let's bash difference. Let's other people. Let's let's anything that's different than us. Mm. And, and it seems to me that the that the far right really have have locked on to this. And and instead of, of course, they, they never talk economics. They never talk uh, money. They never talk wealth. <clears throat> There's very good reasons for that. The history of fascism will tell you that. Fascism protects wealth. Fascism protects the economic order. Hmm. Um, that's what it has always done in its history. Um, so thousands and thousands of people are getting sucked into this conversation by a very small number of actors, very well-resourced actors, very professional actors, very well-paid actors. Uh, and and it's really, really worrying. And then it manifests itself in silly things. Like there was a poll this weekend that got lots of coverage on, on, on this station and other stations I heard. Um, a question. Um, should we have a more closed immigration policy? Mm. And, you know, a, a, a big percentage said we should, you know. And I have a real problem with that framework. Okay. With the framing of that. Like if, if you asked... Anybody, me, yeah. are you happy with the way the government have managed the immigration mm. problem? I will immediately say no. That's not an argument for a more closed and a more open. It seems to me that there are people, agencies, maybe even politicians, buying into a framing of these dynamics that is aggressive, that feeds them, um, that, that, that feeds nastiness, that feeds hate. I listened to a debate with a politician on a different station yesterday. I won't go into it in huge detail. But he was asked, the question was, are you in favour of a more open or a more closed? Why can we not just be in favour of, of an immigration policy that works? Yeah. Why can we not just be in favour of good management? Why can we not just be in favour of good planning? Why can we not just be in favour of good government? Why does it have to be open, closed, black, white, hate, love? Mm. Can it not just be, can we not just a country that's well managed and logical? And I just fear as we head into an election year in terms of the locals and the Europeans and later in the year or next year, the general election, you know, if you didn't build houses for the last three decades and you're going to be held politically accountable for that, and I'm not naming any particular party, I'm naming them all. Yeah. All the ones that have been in government anyway. Does it not kind of suit you Yeah. when you get into an electoral cycle? If the people who are going to vote are suddenly blaming the Ukrainians for the fact that there's no houses, are suddenly blaming the Afghans for the fact that there's no houses, suddenly kicking down yeah. instead of looking up. And we see politicians turning up at these um, marches who have either been in or are supporting the current yeah. government. But it, it, would, would, would those government parties accrue any benefit from the, that kicking down on Ukrainians and Afghans, for example? Because, you know, if, if, right, it's misdirected anger. But if your anger is at Ukrainians and Afghans coming here and, as you see it, kind of taking our houses, um, uh, uh, secondarily, you're kind of angry with the government for letting them in, aren't you? Well, not as I see it. Some people see it, just in case. If someone picks that up wrong, I certainly don't see it as that. Nobody's coming here taking our houses because there no, aren't any. No, sorry. I know I know <laughs> that. And we, we, we on this show have kind of tried to kind of bust a few of these myths. It kind of falls on deaf ears to a degree. You know what I mean? Well, uh, don't but, give up. But, but that's, that's the belief that we're talking about here. That's that what's been propagated. That's what's being propagated. And the reality is, the harsh reality is... Um, this country has been independent for 100, 102 years. 
it has always been ruled by rich, white, mostly men. It has never been ruled by Ukrainians, by Afghans, by people of colour, or people who weren't conservative Catholics, if we want to go down that path. Mm. It has always been ruled by rich, white men. So whatever problems we have in this country, and we have many, are the creation of rich, white, let me say it, Irish men. Because there aren't a whole lot of Afghans and Ukrainians in our Doyle making these decisions. Mm. But then these populists turn up in places like Roscray and Ballinrobe and Mayo County Council. People who've been making these decisions for decades, who've never stood for anything except getting themselves elected. And suddenly, because there's another, could they fail to deliver for their own communities? Yeah. They've presided over the loss of services. They've presided over a massive transfer of wealth from mm. the working people they're supposed to represent to the people we bailed out. So they turn up then and they join in the kicking down. Well, it, it's interesting that this is the topic you wanted to talk about today, because quite separately, we, we were talking earlier about emergency departments and kind of on foot of that I was talking about other services and you can see why that that populist message and sometimes people think populism is about saying things that are popular it's actually about telling people that you know there's an elite out there who are kind of screwing you over will drain the swamp you know is the kind of classic example of it Um, but you know, I talked earlier about, you know, the people who've lost their emergency department and, and there could be good arguments made in favour of kind of rationalisation of health services. But they're also the people who've heard that, you know, you'd be better off in the long run when their post office closed and their school closed and the bank closed and the second bank closed and the GP sh- services shut up shop. And you, you can understand that in the context of all of that and what you're saying, the, the, the lure of the populist message. You know what but I mean? But, but I think, and it's it's good that, that we're talking about this, and it, and people need to continue to talk about it. And and you're carrying a news story today about a, about a group that was set up this weekend. It's going to continue to try, or try to start addressing these issues. But when you're talking about the health service, I'm from Dundalk. Yeah. Okay. I grew up in a in a town with a hospital. It was called the Loud County Hospital. Mm. Um, um. It was a good hospital, and we all know the people who, people who worked in it down through the years. And about twenty years ago. The Loud County Hospital, for all intents and purposes, was closed down as mm. a major uh, yeah. hospital. It was closed down. It still it still runs some 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 services, and it was closed down by a Finnafall government. And of course, there was an outcry locally that they're going to close the hospital. Yeah, and there was a march arranged. Who was leading the march? The local Finnafall. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So this and who's down in Ross Gray? Michael Lowry. So and and, and Matty McGrath, who's who's votes in every vote of confidence in the government since 2020. Yeah. And, and Michael Lowry, who supported every government, every Fine Gael government there's been since he had to leave it uh, in, de- in dubious circumstances over two decades ago. So it's the cynicism. And what, what's really, what I'm really struggling with is all, these ordinary decent people in Ross Grey, in Ballinrobe, in Arklow, all over the country who are being manipulated in two directions. Yeah. They're being manipulated by this... This dark American wealth money, this this Christian money that's been pumped in here yeah. conservatively to these fascist uh, organisations, parties and websites, and, and, and they are manipulating the message. And then they're being manipulated by the local gombeans yeah. who have... Who have Taking all the services away from now, the Now, Manny McGrath, Michael Lowry would reject uh, that... Well, they can come uh, in and uh, reject that, it then. That, that, uh, Look forward to debating it with them. ...characterisation, and they'd say, listen, they're not kind of... Um, I can't remember the, the 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 phrase you used, but anyway, that they're there kind of uh, to talk to their constituents and these are their voters and that's their job. But wh- where do you see 
this going? What's the natural conclusion of the, the kind of the journey we're on? Where there's kind of the, the legitimate anger because of the bailout and everything else that you describe. That anger then is exploited and misdirected. Well, you could get very depressed about actors. it. You could get very depressed about it. But I'm, I'm, I'm very hopeful in, the, in, in the decency of the ordinary Irish people that we go, won't go down this road. But when you look, when you, when you look at the American working class, for example, they put Donald Trump in the White House. Uh, when you look at some of the things that have gone on in Italy, uh, in the Netherlands with Gilders, the rise of Vox in Spain. Um, so there is a global rise in, um, and, and, and it, look, at it, 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 it ends very, very badly. Um, but I think if we start having conversations and we stop framing things, and if, if people who are conducting surveys of political parties are having conversations, stop framing things and can we have closed, open, black, white, yes, no. We've got a huge amount of problems. They're about the distribution of money. They're about the distribution of assets. We've got different views on how to discuss them and how to fix them. But the people who are responsible for our problems and created our problems are rich, white Irish people. And the people who can fix our problems to the best, in the best way for our country going forward are the ordinary decent people linking arms and working together. Push up for change. Stop kicking down at vulnerable people. Brendan Ogle, social commentator, trade unionist, unionist and activist. Brendan, thanks a million for joining us. Uh, on the Soapbox again, we will talk to you again soon. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy. With Nissan. Weekdays from four. On News Talk.